Welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Emmett Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholls. And today on the show, we're talking about the latest Real Estate Institute of New Zealand data. It is data day. It is the day where we get the new data about how the property market is actually doing over the last month. And the reason I get so excited about this, because it might as well be called Truth Day, because we find out what has actually happened in the last month. We get to wipe away with all the he said, she said, he thinks, she thinks, and we just get to figure out what actually happened. And it is a relief to tell you the the very, very least. Now, I want to give you some of the highlights from the actual sales data. Andrew's going to talk to us about how real estate agents are thinking from the REINZ, Tony Alexander Real Estate Agent Survey. And just remember, this is based on what's actually sold in the last month. And the biggest thing to note about what happened in July, we are talking about July here, is that the number of actual properties sold are up almost 25%, 24.6% on the sale time last year. Now, some of this represents some pent-up demand from lockdown. We've still got a bit of a hangover of this. And just realise as well, this data comes out uh, in the wake of the Auckland lockdown. So the commentary that's coming from the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand bears this in mind as well. Now, what's interesting with that, though, is that although we have some pent-up demand and an increased number of sales, this is on the back of record low inventory, right? So with having very few properties actually Actually on the market, they're all selling out. They're having a larger amount of sales than the increase in properties actually on the market. Now, what's very important before we get into the price data is I need to forewarn you. So although across the country, the total number of volume or properties sold is up 24.6%, it's up 21.5% everywhere except Auckland. And in Auckland, the number of properties sold is up 30.3%. So about nine percentage points odd difference. Now, why is that important? Now, if you've been listening to the show, here's why it's important. And you'll already know this. Auckland properties are more expensive. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But when Auckland volumes increase faster than the rest of the country, what's going to happen? Median house price of New Zealand is going to go up. Auckland is going to make up a higher percentage, a higher proportion of the total property sold, which means that the average price is going to increase because Auckland property is more expensive. So the national price has gone up. It has gone up to $660,000. That is up from five hundred seventy-five dollars the previous year. So a total of about $85,000 increase. Now, some of that comes down to the composition of what actually sold. So more expensive properties sold this year compared to last year, just because of the fact they were a high proportion were in Auckland. So that's going to drag it up. That's something you need to be aware of when you see some of this commentary on social media, which I know you will all have seen it. But what's important to note is despite that, prices have increased everywhere. And how do we know this? It's because the house price index, which is what I actually talked about last month, is up. Now, remember the house price index, I'm going to get more in depth about this in the next episode. The house price index shows it's a better measure of house prices around the country. So although year on year, the median house price increased about 14 and a bit percent, the house price index it adjusts for the fact that house prices, or sorry, the houses that sold month to month actually change. Uh, so it's a better measure of how house prices around the country are actually doing. Year on year, whole country, 
up 9.4%. So the index is now 3,021. Now I realise that that doesn't actually mean a lot to you because it's just an index number rather than a house price number, but it's still up 9.4%. Now the reason I want to say that is, you know, often everybody thinks, when's the right time to buy property? Well, clearly this time last year because house prices are up 9.4% next year. Now I can't tell you what's going to happen in the next year but I can tell you that you missed out on 9.4% growth based on the average property around the country since this time last year. Now just to compare as well, Auckland is up 9.5% from January uh, 2019 and everywhere else up, I think it's 92 I think I'm looking at the right figure there. So house prices up almost 10% year on year. Very impressive figures there and something we can all be very cognizant of. Now, just before we get into the regional data as well, which I know is very satisfying because we're going to tell you what the median house price is in each region, I just want to talk about something that's also very interesting, which is the amount of stock on the market, so inventory, which is the number of weeks each regional property market has before they run out of properties. And what's very interesting in here is that the regions that have the lowest number of weeks in inventory have other regions that have, over the last couple of years, experienced their property cycles. So they're still out of, they have a a severe lack of stock. Now, this is really important because a couple of episodes ago, I said to you, what influences property prices is not a lack of housing supply in the market. It's not that the whole housing market lacks supply. It's that right now, the number of buyers exceeds the number of people who are looking to sell. So Wanganui Manawatu, for instance, only has 10 weeks before they run out of housing stock. Gisborne, only seven. Wellington, only 10 as well. Compare that to somewhere like Northland, which has 44 weeks before they run out of infantry. And same with West Coast, which has 43 weeks. So it's just quite interesting to note there are some severe differences across the country. Hawke's Bay, Taranaki, 12 weeks before they run out as well. And massive volume spikes in the likes of Taranaki, almost up 50%. But of course, you do need to remember as well with some of those smaller regions is that they don't actually sell in a lot of properties month to month. For instance, I believe Taranaki, it's up to 221 houses sold in July, up from 169. West Coast, 55 houses up from 35. So very small numbers. Just to put that into context, though, if you put it next to the likes of Waikato, Waikato sold 856 over the previous month. And the total country as well, I can tell you, is up to 7,854. So the likes of the West Coast, which only selling 55 properties, make up a very, very small proportion. Andrew, just before you get us into the real estate survey of or the survey of real estate agents. Walk us through the median house prices around the country. Sure. So national median price in the last 12 months is up 14.8% to 660. 660, which is awesome. Uh, and median days to sell 34. The new records are Gisborne, at 36% up from last year, which is now at 483, 483 for Gisborne. I sound like I should be running horses here. Waikato, 17.1%, 615, again a new record. Taranaki, where our favourite economist is from, up 446,000, that's 23.9%, quite a big jump. And 19.6% is Manawatu, so 442,500, up across the whole country, any other highlights standing out here, Hawke's Bay 17.5% up to 550, 
Northend 16.8%, and Bay of Plenty 15.6% to 659,000. The good thing is, well, I just want to point out for all my friends in South Taranaki, where I originally grew up, and hopefully we do have a big contingent. I like to think we've got a contingent <laughs> of people I went to high school with listening to the show. The price is there, holding steady from June last month to this month at 300,000, up from 257,500 the previous year. So that's up over $40,000. Go you, good thing in South Taranaki. And actually, I just want to cover off the price distribution breakdown, which I found really interesting. So there's a bit of a shift in the distribution of the price bands. So that the bands are under 500, 500 to 750, 750 to 999, and over a million dollars. Now, in July 2019, the highest distribution at 39.5% was under 500,000. Now, that's changed now to be 32.8% for the band of 500 to 750. So, obviously, there's a shift to that new band. And so, if I were looking as a reasonable price to pay for an investment property, for example, I'd probably be looking, again, this is nationwide, at between that 500 to 750. Now, you might be thinking, well, with Auckland's price up above 900,000, is it possible to get anything in Auckland at that price? Absolutely. We see uh, investors investing sort of a 650 to 750 all the time in Auckland. So there is still some really good investment opportunities within that highest proportion of people and you want to obviously appeal to the most number of people when you buy a house so that when you rent it to them it's more affordable and then when you sell a property it's more affordable. That's where I would be targeting. Similarly, I just want to bring that up as well and I'm glad you brought up the price distribution because if you look at the million dollar plus bracket, July 2019 last year, 13.2% of properties sold in July were a million dollars plus. Plus, this time 19%, so an increase of just under 6 percentage points. Now, that's the sort of change that pulls up the national median price. That national median price up $85,000. Oh, that's a lot of money. Part of that is just what I said before, more expensive properties selling. So a change in the composition of the properties sold. More expensive houses sold, so the average goes up. Not necessarily an indication of your house going up. That's why you want to look at the house price index. Nonetheless, the regional things which you quoted before, Andrew, very, very interesting. Talk to us about the real estate agent survey. Yeah, so there's just two main things that I want to point out here. I'm sure, Ed, you might want to add some extras. But some really interesting commentary around investors. So what they've said is that a net 16% of agents report that they are seeing fewer investors bringing properties to the market to sell, which is really interesting because judging by the media, you could assume that it's quite a hard time for investors out there. We've got the Healthy Homes Act, we've had ring fencing, yes, we've got record low interest rates, but there are a lot of government changes that make it a bit harder or a bit more challenging to be an investor in the market. And so you would imagine more people might be offloading properties. That doesn't seem to be the case. And actually, another comment when it comes to investors who are buying, this is the second month in a row that they've found that agents have got investors who are no longer expecting to see a bargain. They're no longer expecting to see those prices to drop, which is quite interesting because you think that maybe, you know, coming out of COVID, a lot of people that were just listening to the newspaper might have thought that they're going to go out to the market and be able to snap up a deal. Doesn't seem to be the case. And the expectation of price rises seem to have risen slightly. And so Ed and I, before the show, were talking and he'd said, oh, I can't believe it. When people say, when was the best time to buy? 
You should have done it a year ago, which sounds like he's been listening to me rattle that into his ears for over a year now. That's my kind of comments. Most uh, interesting thing for me, and I love this, Tony asks the real estate agents, do you think fear of missing out, FOMO, is in play for buyers? Now, for May, it, it was a negative net, in other words. So what that means is that not very many, on the balance of things, more people, more real estate agents thought, Nah, fear of missing out. That's not playing a factor. Now up in August, a net 56% of real estate agents think, God, these first home buyers, these buyers are thinking that they're scared to miss out. And again, this speaks to the fact, and I just need to drum this into you a little bit sometimes. I do feel like I need to do this. It's to just drum into you the fact that there are more buyers than sellers in the market at the moment, and that is helping to keep prices buoyant. This is the state of things. This is where things are at right now. And particularly interesting, that a net 61%-ish of real estate agents are saying, look, we're seeing more first-home buyers active in the market. There's more demand than supply out there because inventory, as we've just discussed, is particularly low. Not necessarily in West Coast, where there's 43 weeks. Not necessarily in Northland, where there's 44 weeks left of inventory on the market, but certainly in some other areas as well. Hey, look, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And tell your friends about Data Day, guys. It's the (laughs) most... You need a mark this day in your calendar because it's just so exciting and of course in the next episode we are going to talk about those indexes as well and how they're actually calculated oh I've been waiting for this podcast to say now of course if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I come along to our live in person podcast recordings we are so excited to meet you guys talk about property bring your family bring your friends bring your cat don't do that bring your cat (laughs) actually that would be quite nice as well bring your cats please don't bring your cats really now I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes so tap or swipe over the cover art click the link take you right there to register for your free ticket or go to opuspartners.co.nz slash pod event p-o-d event Thanks for listening to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. I'm Andrew Nichols. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time. <laughs>